I played in the NBA for 16 years. <laughs> And I've been on, the, on TV for 18 years. It's the first time I ever heard police presence. <laughs> they got, wait. What? Come on, man. Numerous social media reports that, that LAPD was called. LAPD was called. <laughs> See, these two, man. If you know what Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal are laughing at, you must be so goddamn excited for this episode. If you have no idea why they're laughing, buckle up. Not all sports moments are made the same. Some moments matter. And those go into the first ballot Hall of Fame. Here's the story behind the Clippers and Rockets secret tunnel. We all know what happened. David Stern, in one of the most crooked moments in NBA history, vetoed the Lakers trade for Chris Paul, and the Clippers swooped in to steal him, thereby creating both Lob City and sky-high expectations for that Clippers team. But the Clips never seemed fully realized. They were swept out of the second round by the Spurs in Paul's first year on the team. His second year, the Clippers lost four straight to Memphis in the first round. The next, they lost to OKC in six in the second round. The next season after that, CP3 and the Clippers infamously choked a 3-1 lead over the Houston Rockets, dumping games five, six, and seven. They lost four straight games to Portland in the first round of the next season. And in what would be Chris Paul's last season in Los Angeles, the Clippers again lost another game seven again in the first round, this time to the Utah Jazz. A famous man once said, the Los Angeles Clippers will never matter. And it was hard to disagree with that in the summer of 2017. Chris Paul pushed for a trade out of LA and helped orchestrate one to the Houston Rockets. Many people blame the Clippers' failures and Chris Paul's exit from the team on Paul's deteriorating relationship with Blake Griffin. However... After Paul's trade to the Rockets, ESPN's Michael Eaves reported this, quote, Paul's relationship with Doc Rivers started to deteriorate rapidly after the Clippers acquired Austin Rivers. Several members of the team felt Austin acted entitled because his dad was both the coach and the president of basketball operations. In the view of the tenured players, Austin Rivers never tried to fit in, and when players tried to address the situation with him, he still did not respond the way the core of the team wanted him to. It led to resentment within the locker room, which often played out during games. Unquote. Maybe CP3 had beef with Blake. Maybe it was Doc. Maybe it was Austin Rivers. Maybe it was all three. Maybe it was even more than that. The point is, Chris Paul was gone to a contender in Houston. Lob City had been aerated and carpet bombed, and there were sore feelings on both sides. That brings us back to our moment. Chris Paul's first return to Los Angeles to play his former Clippers team. Monday, January 15th, 2018. Things got tense early. How tense? Well, let me tell you. Microphones picked up Blake Griffin using curse words in the second quarter. Griffin contorts and out of bounds and off of Washington. That's a bad word. Now here's the next one. Griffin, Paul got in the way and knocked it away and it's loose. That's the same bad word. Cameras then immediately caught Chris Paul calling Blake Griffin the B word. You know what word I'm talking about. You can see it. It's as clear as day in 4K. Paul and Griffin mixed it up a couple times, exchanging hard fouls with Chris Paul passive-aggressively smiling afterwards. But the ball really starts to roll downhill toward the end of the fourth quarter. 
When Rockets players and coaches started complaining about a missed call, Blake Griffin tried to get Houston head coach Mike D'Antoni called for a technical for walking out onto the court. Instead, he ran into him on the sideline. That, of course, broke out into a screaming match with D'Antoni yelling, F you at Blake. I'm showing remarkable straight not swearing on this podcast right now. Blake Griffin shouted back and got hit with a tech himself. Two minutes later, Houston's Trevor Ariza ripped Blake Griffin's tights by grabbing them on defense. Blake then shoved Chris Paul, who passive-aggressively laughed. Blake caught the ensuing inbounds pass and instead of falling out of bounds, absolutely rifled the ball off Eric Gordon. Clearly deliberate, almost certain he threw that ball as hard as he could in that moment. And yet, somehow, Blake Griffin ends up on the free throw line. After his second free throw, Trevor Ariza runs up behind him and elbows Blake Griffin, which started an argument during the game between Ariza and the Clippers' Austin Rivers, who's talking big shit on the bench. Whoops, I swore. That argument made Blake Griffin get in Ariza's face. Both would be immediately hit with technicals and ejected from the game. And as the game finished, Houston's jail green was found barking at Clippers players as the tensions were still clearly boiling. At 1.33 in the morning on the East Coast, Adrian Wojnarowski dropped perhaps the Woj bomb of all Woj bombs, writing, quote, Houston Rockets players James Harden, Trevor Reza, and Gerald Green pushed into the Clippers locker room post-game looking to confront Austin Rivers. Security escorted Rockets out before anything turned physical. He followed that up with, quote, Rockets players were clamoring for Blake Griffin too. Chris Paul also entered with other Rockets players through a back door that connects team dressing rooms. Here's Woj. Four Rockets players, James Harden, Chris Paul, Gerald Green and Trevor Ariza literally breached the Clippers locker room, went through a back hallway, got into the room. They were calling for Austin Rivers, Blake Griffin. The Clipper players saw them come in, I was told. They jumped up to their feet, but there was no physical confrontation. And while that was going on, uh, Rocket Center Clint Capella was knocking on the front door of the locker room. He was not let in. Here's Roz Gold on Wude reporting live on Inside the NBA. Well, it was an emotional, chippy game, and it did spill over into the hallways. At the moment, right now, I'm in the Rockets locker room. The team is gone. They've all headed to the bus. Actually, outside of their team bus, there is a police presence, just to make sure that nothing else develops or escalates. (laughs) They got a police presence? Are you kidding me? The idea of a backdoor secret tunnel passageway and what was seemingly some sort of orchestrated siege on the Clippers locker room was all the internet needed. Add on to that, Shaq and Charles Barkley with free reign to improv, plus an hour's worth of live television, and you've got yourself one of the great sports moments of the modern social media era. Hello, police. Chris Paul trying to beat me up. (laughs) Welcome to First Ballot. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. 
We only accept the best moments. If you've heard the show, you know how it works. If you're just joining us, welcome. We appreciate you. The moments that get inducted into the First Bell Hall of Fame aren't just the best plays. They're the moments that matter, as I previously just said. I usually say it's the moments that exist at that intersection between sports and entertainment because there's a level past greatness and it's showmanship. So let's go. Today's going to be a great episode. I am your host, Neil, the long-lost Gasol brother, the podcast Jordan Clarkson, half Filipino, half Austin Reeves. I'm not the biggest Lakers fan. I'm the best Lakers fan. Mr. Not Always Right, but Mr. Never Wrong. Coming to you live from the Shaquille O'Neal Office Depot, big and tall, executive suite, desk chair, in my basement. I have a humidifier. It's like six feet away. It's a total basement down here. Today's episode of the First Ballot Hall of Fame podcast could be sponsored by Soul For Real's hit song, Candy Rain. Were you alive through the mid-90s? Do you love good music? Well, then you should listen to Soul For Real's Candy Rain. Do you hear this, MCA Records? This ad could drive perhaps hundreds of listens, maybe thousands. Our guest today, do you have any thoughts on Candy Rain? Oh, what a song. What a moment. Uh, So happy to have been alive for that one. So good. Listen to him right off the gate. Also, I want to say for a moment that I love the audacity to come out of the shoot with the chorus. I know that's like a big like post Malone thing now, and he sort of changed the way music <laughs> works, and it's like Spotify, and you have to get listens and streams, so you jump right into it. But back then, like people didn't do that. There was like a set way that music was supposed to go. So for you to come out firing with your chorus right out of the gate, hats off to the Soul for Real kids. They had the build up too. Yes, it was like they the, the, the yes. beat build up, like uh-huh. they don't do that anymore. Again, you gotta gotta get to it, get to it, get, get to, to it. it. No, right away. And that's the that was their debut song. Like I was like, debut. this is gonna be this is your introduction to the world. Yes, Candy Rain, my love. <laughs> do you do you ever dream of candy? Was a candy gold rain? Candy coated rain. Candy coated raindrops. Do you ever like? Uh, I also think it's another underrated part of Soul for Real, and I didn't know this until I started researching this. Uh, they're like a real Jackson Five situation, and it was all brothers. Hmm. And then because they're brothers, some of the people in the group are like old, and then there's like a really young kid uh, that's like the lead singer, which I thought yeah, was, Mike. Was fun. Yeah. There you Mike. go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, fantastic. Soul for real. Listen, the the, the point is soul for real. Yeah, and and the song Candy Rain in specific. You could be sponsoring the show. I'm willing to do that. The Clippers Rockets secret tunnel locker room non fight confrontation thing is without question a great sports moment. But is it a first ballot Hall of Famer? We have to decide that today. It's a different bar to clear. And here to do that with me. Here to make that decision is one of the great personalities to ever come from the NBA online space. He is the host of the very funny and terribly engaging Trill Withers show on YouTube. It's the man himself, the Twitter legend, Mr. Trill Withers. Trill, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you. What a a great intro. I'm honored, uh, thankful, happy to be here, ready uh, ready to get into it. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for picking this. I mentioned that before we started recording. Thank you for picking this moment. I'm so excited to have you talking about this. It's a real blessing. Oh, I'm 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 ready. Like this was this was meant to be. 
Uh, I saw you guys with the true with the show. I want to immediately talk about your show. I saw that you guys recently covered and went to like the one championship, the MMA mm. uh, fight. How did that come together? I, I know that you guys have been doing the show on YouTube, but how did you get the opportunity to go cover that event? Uh, well, appreciate that. Thank you for watching. We wanted to do more, you know, boots on the ground, mm -hmm. evergreen stuff like that. And Scoob, one of my co-hosts, had a he has all types of just connections. <laughs> um, so yeah, somebody at one would like to have us come out and cover it. Amazing. Like just really just show our reactions to it. He's a big MMA fan. I am very new. Like I'm an admitted casual. So just getting that experience up close was was really something like Denver's a beautiful city for people that haven't been, but seeing it up close was 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 something else. Really enjoyed it. You guys, I think I mean when I think about your show, I think of all of the incredible tear work. To me, I think of that as your staple. Is that fair? Uh, I would say so. It's something that I does well. We just tear literally anything, whatever we can think of. You're, you have, I just watched recently the fast food um, tears that you did. Uh, can we talk about something really quick? Sure. You have, right out of the shoot, you had, and again, in fairness, you it was a fast food bracket for those that haven't seen it, and I'll post it in the socials. We'll post the full episode in the socials at First Ballot uh, Pod on Twitter, at First Ballot HOF on Instagram. I realize those should be the same for branding. Uh, but you immediately, in the fast food one, you took a bracket as it laid, as it, uh, as it was set up for you online, and you went through a bracket. The first round matchup between McDonald's and Long John Silver's, you went Long John Silver's over McDonald's. Is that true or false? That's true. <laughs> oh, wait, can you explain that? That's true. Um, I mean, I like, and for in fairness, I like Long John Silver's. <laughs> I was going to say, does it not go crazy? No, I, yeah, yeah, I really yeah. enjoy Long John Silver's. I enjoy a good hush puppy. Crispies. I like Long John Silver's. I just don't know that I can put it, I don't know how in the world you can put it above mcdonald's it's uh every once in a while somebody will come up for like the uh the baseball hall of fame you know how the voters are like i didn't vote for ken griffey jr yeah yeah yeah, yeah because yeah. i knew he was going right. to walk into the hall of fame. you understand <laughs> that's what mine was. i did i didn't vote God. for me i know mcdonald's is going to walk <laughs> here right this is me just shady judge being like i don't know I had it a 10-8 round. That was just me getting my one round in that I knew ultimately wouldn't sway uh, the vote. Making good content. Uh, you also had Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. I think it's, I think those are the same company, right? Hardee's, Carl's yeah, Jr. Yeah, those are, yeah. You had that over in and out I have a lot of Los Angeles people that, that follow me and listen to the show. You have that over in and out you, Would you like to talk about that? You're not an in and out fan? I in and out is fine. in and out is... It's a victim of its own success. It's set up by its fans. Yes. So wet, like so high. And when you get there, you try it. It's fine. Like it's good. It's yeah. fine. I've been there like multiple times. I would eat it again. Right. But <laughs> when it's been set up that high, you know what I mean? I get for, it. For Hardee's, the thing, the reason I had Hardee's over that, I don't know if you're a Hardee's slash Carl Carl's Jr. person. Yeah. They have an elite breakfast. I would put their breakfast right. up there with a lot of places. <laughs> I, I think their breakfast as a Trump card is better than the burger, the shit, whatever in wow. and out has. That's the nod I would give it. I love this. Uh, I love that sort of specificity, you going to the Carl's Jr. Burger, uh, breakfast. I do enjoy <laughs> Carl's Jr. And I couldn't agree with you more on in and out quite frankly. I I would eat in and out if you if someone yeah, yeah it's it's, it's like good, good. It's, it's good 
it just it does there's something about and i don't know i'm gonna lose followers here i don't want to like but it's like there's something also about like people from los angeles like you live in this like beautiful part of the country the weather's always beautiful like maybe your parents are in entertainment or something and you're like you're trying to tell me about what good food is i'm like you just stay out in los angeles live your little perfect life and quit telling me what i should like or not like like i can make my decision for myself there's there's it's got that weight behind it so it's it's got a hill to climb when i when i taste uh in and out well it's like they the people that tell you about it, it's like oh you know there's a secret menu and it's yes. like so they they're willingly serving you the right. mid. Yes. They're willingly serving you the the ah. the C grade. You ah. have to ask. I have to ask. I have to go in there and beg. Ah. 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 You know what I mean for the <laughs> the goods. But it, it's it's not in and out slander. But <laughs> Artie's breakfast is the real deal. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, have you ever had Shake Shack? I'm, I'm, this is none. Yeah. None of this is the reason I'm having you on the show. But the no, second I saw you guys, have you ever had a Shake Shack? I have. I what like are your Shake thoughts Shack. on Shake Shack? I do like Shake okay, Shack. Okay, good. I think they're kind of. I don't. I don't know if it's under the radar. Maybe they're. More, they don't have the. They don't have the PR. That's right. The In and Out. Yeah, it's like a newer thing too. Yeah, they don't have the marketing yet. The In and Out does, but no, Shake Shack is quality. Can I tell you very quickly again? This is like such a what an incredible waste of time. Everyone listening to this like wants to hear about this locker room. <laughs> this thing. is why they're here. <laughs> uh, I went to Shake Shack recently, and they have a non dairy. Uh, chocolate shake and it is fucking phenomenal it's, really i'm not joking you it is the and as i've gotten older i found that i apparently need non-dairy <laughs> stuff it's better for my body uh let's skate right past that so i need it it's not like something that i like tried because you know i was like well, i want to be contrarian or anything i needed to i had it it is not just the best non-dairy thing I've had. It is better than all of the other shakes at Shake Shack. Do you hear what I'm saying? Really? I'm not that joking. Good. I'm willing to stake my name on this. If you go to Shake Shack and have the non-dairy chocolate shake at Shake Shack, and you do not like it, you let me know, and I'll, I'll, I will refund your shake um, uh, cost. You're, you just keep the receipt with rebate. You with with you rebate, gotta, yes, you got to keep the receipt. Rebate. Send it in to me, and I will pay you back the six thirty. It's like an extra buck for the non dairy. Which, listen, I don't love that you're holding me over a barrel because you know my body can't handle the dairy. Whatever, I'll give you the six forty or whatever. <laughs> they're muscling it is. you. Yes, they're muscling you, yeah. me. They're really they're muscling. They're bleeding you. me dry um, here, uh, but it's really good. And I just wanted to say it to you, Trill, that if you ever buy a Shake Shack. Consider the non-dairy chocolate shake and shake shake. I will keep that in mind. That was a, a strong endorsement. I will it's, keep that in mind. I do really enjoy good. shake. It's shake. really alarming. It's startling. People, I was giving it to people. That's the other thing. Like, I don't like to share my food, uh, but it was so good. I was like, wait a second, you gotta try this. Anyways, I already did my could be sponsored by segment. I'm I'm adding another one. This is all free advertising I'm doing for these giant <laughs> companies. It's terrible. Um, let's let's before we dive into our moment, Trill, let's table set. What is your favorite sport, your favorite team, and your favorite athlete of all time? Favorite sport, favorite team, favorite athlete. Favorite sport basketball. Uh, NBA. Got I gotta it. be specific. Because I while I do watch college basketball. Yes, say it, please. I, I can it's an inferior product. I compl- I could, it's, by, I, it, yeah, I, it's an inferior product. I couldn't agree. More. We're lining up on everything so far. When is this going to come off the tracks? It's like watching a student <laughs> film. Watching college basketball is like watching a student film over something that Hollywood like professionals made. True or false? I, and that's putting it kind. Yeah, yeah it's 
I feel like part of again, enjoying it is I had to have that tough conversation. I like this is just not as good. It's yes. obje- every single player here is worse than every single player there. Yes. How could this one be? Right. They don't care that uh, right. enough care yes. in the world to make up for that the twelfth man in the <laughs> NBA could uh, take the sixteenth seed like to the final four. Yes, 100%. maybe so. <laughs> yeah, but I again. Part of love is being honest. Right. I can be honest with that. So favorite sport, it would have to be basketball, but NBA basketball. Got it. Favorite team? Is that pro like any? Any team. Probably yeah, I'd probably go. I'm a I'm a Kentucky Wildcats. There we go. Fan. So uh basketball, football, but any. And was like you said, favorite athlete of all time. Um, if it's not Randy Moss, the guy behind me. Probably Barry Larkin. Barry Barry Larkin. Wow. I was gonna say, Come yeah, I, not not just because you're Ohio Ohio guy, but Barry Larkin's. I don't. That was just always my guy. What a great answer! I feel like I know so much about you that you've chosen either Randy. <laughs> yeah, what, what does that reveal Barry about Larkin. a person that it, Barry Larkin is? It's here? it. I like that with both with the Kentucky answer and with Barry Larkin because Cincinnati right there by close to Kentucky is that like is that like the Kentucky baseball team the Reds. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that you're that you are a homegrown guy. I like that you are thinking about where you're from. I like uh thinking uh, I like you uh, li- I like to know that you care about where you're from, that your childhood means meant something to you, that watching those teams when you were young meant something to you. I just feel like I've learned a little bit about who Trill Withers is. Yeah, I think that's fair. The third person I was going to say was Michael Vick. Yeah, and I, I I don't know if that's controversial. Um, <laughs> uh, but at the time, I, I it was born in Kentucky, but moved to Georgia, and I was in Georgia at the time that Vic was just like becoming Vic, and yeah, like breaking rushing records and beating Favre and Lambeau at that time. So it's like, yeah, no, your sports star. They definitely tell a little bit about who the person is. Uh, do you remember? I love uh, a game, a little game we call on uh, the show. We call uh, we playing. We call it baseball names. Do you? Can you think of <laughs> other baseball players that played with Barry Larkin on those Reds teams? Can we just name a couple guys? Oh, uh, naming dudes that played with Barry Larkin. Oh, I played some... with Barry Larkin on the Reds. It's a little game we're playing. I'm, I'm springing this on you. Let's you name one. I'll name one. Dip Roberts. <laughs> Oh, right out of the gate, strong with Bip Roberts. Uh, I'm gonna go Jose Rijo, Chris Sabo, <laughs> Chris Sabo. <laughs> this is so much fun. Uh, I'm gonna go Rob Dibble, sheesh. Uh, Hal Morris, Hal Morris. The, the sweet swinging lefty. <laughs> that was it. That what a great round of baseball <laughs> names with Troy Withers. Uh, off the Barry Larkin suggestion, I really love that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I remember um, there's that. I mean, I think of it as a famous Lorne Michaels quote, but Lorne Michaels talks about like the you know everyone likes the Saturday Night Live when they were like in the eighth grade, and I was like, oh yeah, you're exactly right. Like that's the only Bingo. window. Of, yeah, and and it's and I feel like that's applicable to sports as well. Like or and everything. You're like. One of your favorite movies is the movie that you loved when you were like twelve years old. It's still up yep. there. I feel like it's it's almost uh, surely the case. And um, you liking Barry Larkin. There's something about that era of baseball that I just love. The names of those dudes, Biff Roberts. Man, that was fantastic. Elite naming dudes. <laughs> Sesh. 
All right, Joe, we got to dive into our moment. We have to decide whether this thing goes into the first ballot Hall of Fame. And to do that, we have to go through our Hall of Fame credentials. Those are the categories by which we judge our moment. The first credential, as always, analytics. We got a lot to go through. There's a lot of stuff in this moment. It's fantastic. Obviously, we're talking about a, a non-fight, maybe fight skirmish thing in the tunnels of Staples Center. So we, there are not, not a lot of numbers, not a lot of stats there. Let's talk about the game. Uh, the game, somewhat unremarkable. Clippers did win 113-102. The Rockets were second in the West at this point at 30-12. and 12. Clippers were eighth. James Harden didn't play. Blake had 29-10-6-1. Lou Will had the best game for the Clips. 12-19 from the field, nine assists, three rebounds, one block. Chris Paul had a team-high 19 points on eight of 17 shooting, three of 10 from deep, though. Seven assists, six boards, six Rockets scored in double figures. Uh, the numbers, though, that add to this moment to me, all confrontation-based, double text for Ariza and Griffin with one minute and three seconds left. That's how you know something happened when they're, like, tossing dudes out with a minute left in the game. In a non-close game. Yeah. In January. <laughs> yes, right. Game's been decided in January. It doesn't really matter, and they're tossing dudes out. Something, something was cooking. Uh, both ejected from the game. Stephen A. Smith said there were as many as six Rockets in the quote-unquote tunnel. The NBA's Kiki Vandeway, famous uh, nugget, uh, tells ESPN that interviews, they did interviews, conducted interviews with 20 people on the scene, uh, which caused them to make their conclusions on this, on this, uh, uh, their decision here. It's like 18 too many people. Let me just say, for, <laughs> for, for something of this magnitude, there's about 18 too many people. I love them having to send out like emails and like calling people to go, hey, <laughs> Who was there and saw it? Can we get their name and Where information? Where were you? Yeah, it's so um, funny to be cops in this situation. Uh, Ariza Green both got suspended for two games for entering the locker room, you know, officially entering the locker room. The Rockets actually won their next two games against the Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors, which, you know, hey, lose two guys and beat the Warriors, who ended up winning the championship. Good for them. Uh, your 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 thoughts on on the stats here? Any stats that help? Again, we're looking for anything that can give this moment some added oomph. Did any of those numbers stand out to you? You said how many did Lou Will finish uh, he with? He had Lou Will had he was twelve nineteen from the field. Uh, Lou Will had thirty one. He had that's the number I would say because after the game, Chris Paul, who had just been traded from this scene, right. said that. You know, oh, they, they got it going when they played through their guy. Lou Will's their go-to guy. After Blake had a good game as well. Blake's all-star. All yes. This is Blake Griffin, Blake, jumping over Kia's Blake Griffin. And Chris Paul, who was just traded, was pointed right to Lou Will. Yeah, that's their guy. Yeah, that's a great quote and a great ad here. Uh, Chris Paul is a little um, snarky. He's a little... He's a lot of snarky. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I really, really like Chris Paul as a player. Like, I've always really liked him. One of the guys that the first game he played at the Garden, I went to go see the Knicks and the Hornets or whoever they were at the time, uh, because I wanted to see Chris Paul, and he had a great game, his first game in the Garden. I really, really like Chris Paul. When he signed with the Lakers, I was really, really excited. I like Chris Paul, <laughs> but he does a ton of stuff that does make you go, well, now now, hold on just a second. It's like, was that necessary? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that, when he does something in the game, like, I mean, this is going to reveal a lot about me, so please judge me fairly here, Trill. When he does something a little dirty in the game, 
I get it. I, in that if I know that if I were playing in a game and I really wanted to win, I, I have flopped in games. I Nail. have known someone was injured and kind of poked him in the ribs thinking maybe they'll fight me and then they'll get kicked out. I've done those things. Does that make me terrible? It makes you a competitor, but I'll also say it, it hasn't gotten Chris Paul. Like if he had done That's these things, it's right. like, man, Chris Paul, he's standing at the top of the mountain. Now he had to claw his way to get here and he threw sand in eyes and all that, but he's at the top. Right. He didn't get there. Right. And that's right. not a not. It's hard to get there, incredibly hard to get there. But he cheated. And I, I would say for what? What did you gain from it? Yeah, what did he gain from it? That's true. And hundreds I hundreds of millions of dollars outside of that. <laughs> what did he gain? What did he gain from it? Security for his family for generations. Yeah, gener- <laughs> generational wealth. Uh, to play a game commercials outside of that. If we're willing to put those aside, what did he gain from it? No, it's a great point. Listen, I've I've obviously my basketball career went nowhere. I feel like you know I really feel like I should have. All right, I'll just stop there. Um, uh, let, let's let's go to the next credential. It's the eye test. What did we see? Again, we didn't see the secret tunnel fight. That's I think strangely something that makes it special. So let's talk about what we saw during the game. Any of the sort of little back and forth. Any of the um moments from the actual game stick out to you as inappropriate uh during gameplay i don't know if it fits as inappropriate maybe you you tell me there's a clip toward the end they're jawing back and forth it's austin rivers yes. in a boot right on the sidelines yes. jawing with the rockets right patrick beverly in street clothes is right beside him. Right. Not jawing. <laughs> yeah. When have you seen that? That's a great point. When yeah. have you seen Patrick yeah. Beverly? Oh, uh, that's a great laying point. back. When have you ever seen Patrick Beverly? Like, oh, I'm just let's just play this out, guys. It's the end of the game. This <laughs> it's game 41. Let's come on, camaraderie, guys. This guys. is a brotherhood. Guys, guys. <laughs> That's yeah, a, gents. But uh, I love this ad. But let me ask the follow up. What then does that mean? Do you think is there a scenario where I'm thinking all this through a lot? Is there a scenario where what Austin Rivers said was so repugnant that Patrick Beverly was like, "I'm not getting embroiled in this. Like I am staying <laughs> out of this mess." I, is there anything that could be said where Patrick Beverly would be? What, a, what do you think would repulse Patrick Beverly? <laughs> I I love this so much that I promise you, Troll Brothers, right now, if I ever get Patrick Beverly on this show, I'm bringing you back on or I'm going to ask in your stead, why did you not talk in that moment? You're exactly right. He doesn't. That's what I need to know. Like, either something like he was on their side. He thought the play was a little bit too chippy. Right. That doesn't sound like Pat Bev, but again, I don't I don't want to put words in his mouth. So w- when you get it out of him, I I'm interested to hear it. Fantastic. I really love that. Uh Ariza ripped Blake's tights. That was fun to watch. Uh gr- the one I wanted to sort of bring up to you when um Griffin is saving the ball. Again, this is like mm-hmm. we mentioned this in the story, but Griffin is about to save the ball. He turns and wheels and really throws a fastball high and hard off of Eric Gordon. I mean, it looked like he was like almost like aiming for his head or his face. Did he you- absolutely was. <laughs> I was just going to ask, did you feel like he's trying to hit him there? 
He 100% was. <laughs> Again, this is peak Blake, Blake Griffin that could jump yes. 40 inches and decide yes. who and where I want to throw this ball off of. He picked Eric Gordon as hard as he possibly could. It's really amazing. The trash talk, you know, I, I'm i a big trash talk fan. I feel like I appreciate the barking. None of it felt like it rose to a level of necessarily being additive here uh the the austin rivers thing you you already brought it up it is fascinating how much woofing he does and the whole um uh orlando's my city or like whatever the hell he said to mo bamba you gotta check in <laughs> you gotta check in Alabama got, you gotta check in with uh, with uh austin. by the way why is austin rivers podcast on i think it's on the ringer why is it not called check in with austin rivers that you giving away free game today, man. <laughs> I mean, they God have to cut damn. this out. You giving away, yeah. That's, that's the check in with Austin, Big Austin. Listen, Ringer, give me a call. <laughs> give me a call. This should one hundred percent be called check in with Austin Rivers. I just want to, just want to say, absolutely. That. It's also interesting that Austin Rivers, and I don't mean to say that. I'm going to walk very lightly here, and then I'm going to toss it to you and let you say stuff. <laughs> Austin okay. Rivers grew up. Uh, presumably very comfortably. His father was an NBA player for a long time Mm -hmm. and then was in broadcasting and coaching. Austin Rivers was fine growing up. Austin Rivers seems like he has an axe to grind against somebody. That that feels weird to me. For those reasons, I think that's how you get it. Because your dad was that guy. That's the axe to grind. Right. Right. Every game he played in coming up. Yes. Oh, that's Rivers. Right. Yes. That's the extra. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. So that's that's how Austin Rivers becomes check in with me, Austin Rivers. <laughs> uh, another great ad. You're 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 killing it so far. Uh, and then you mentioned a couple times already Blake Griffin jumping over Kia's, like jumping over dudes, just absolutely boofing dunks. I mean, it was he was a revelation in this window. What happened to his career? And I don't mean to say that he didn't have a good one because he did, but mm-hmm. he really came out of the shoe just flying high. He was he changed the league. It was like also like social media was just taking off. It was like these two mammoth things that got started. And now I saw him in the Celtics game the other night. I was completely forgot he was still in the league. It's tough. I don't know if you remember. It was last yeah last year's playoffs. Blake Griffin got into the playoff, uh, got into, I think, like game three or four. Right, for the Nets. And the, yeah, right. for the Nets. And I don't know if it, Kevin Harlan or whoever the announcer was, was talking about Blake Griffin like he was a Civil War survivor. <laughs> like he could not believe, like a, a man of his age, he's almost 33. Um, it's like, hey, hey chill out. Um, man. And they were like, it's a wonder he can put left, right, left in front of each other. <laughs> And that's man, like Blake, Blake Griffin was a like MVP candidate, yes. All Star, All NBA. Like you said, he came at a time where social media, like clips, so the dunks, mm. the alley oops, were very clippable, shareable. He came at a time where athletes got to like show some personality if they yes. had some, and yep. he does. He does. He's very funny. Yeah, legit funny person. And he was in L.A., but it wasn't the Lakers, mm-hmm. which I think that like he was did all that for the Lakers. I don't know how we remember him. Him doing it for the Clippers because right. it's like the the Clippers were never cool, but that team team wasn't cool. But like the at the dunks were cool. <laughs> yes, the dunks were cool. Um, so I think he changed the stigma <laughs> of the Clippers, which 
not light work, not light lifting. Couldn't agree more. To do at all. I also love you, again, having the specificity to go, wait a minute, hold on. The team wasn't cool, but the dunks were cool. You're exactly right. I, I've the- been internet eyes where anything I say, somebody's like, oh, well, actually, uh, <laughs> with, with whatever the one exception ever is. So. Blake Griffin, the candle that burns twice as bright, burns half as mm. long. The next mm. credential, a press conference. Any great quotes from the media here? There's a ton to go through. Uh, this is from... Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski's um, story right after the game. Stunned Clippers players celebrating 113-102 victory leaped to their feet upon the realization that four seething Rockets players had come calling for them, sources told ESPN. For a few fleeting moments, several Clippers dared the Rockets to come farther into the room, sources said. Security and team officials soon converged on the Rockets pushing them out the door and back toward the visiting locker room, sources said. Your thoughts on those two paragraphs from Adrian Wojnarowski? I was like, who, was that Judy Bloom? Who wrote that? <laughs> that was just not the way that an NBA – that's yes. not the way that a writer that likes basketball right. writes about basketball. That's yes. – like, you think, do you think four professional athletes literally leapt to their <laughs> – like, what the – you. Eureka! A light bulb appeared <laughs> over their head when they realized it was the it was that uh, nefarious Chris Paul and his crew of flunkies. You're right. The choice. That's you're exactly ha- yeah. right. The choice of the word leaped, and I I want to say <laughs> leapt. I, I he listen. He probably had somebody review that. The choice of the word leaped. You're exactly right. That was clearly chosen to make this sensational absolutely yeah absolutely oh they leapt to their feet in outrage um, <laughs> i could listen okay. to you do that i could listen to you That's... retell that story in different words for the rest of this episode <laughs> i just taken it back oh my goodness really good uh woes goes continues on as the drama unfolded later Rocket Center Clint Capella walked down the main corridor and banged on the front entrance of the Clippers locker room, league sources said. Soon, a Clippers staff member opened the door and looked up to see uh. Capella. <laughs> like that's that's what is, I hear with this. <laughs> this is really like old-timey radio. You're doing this on yeah, the yeah, Goosebumps, uh, Little Orphan Annie. This is... <laughs> All that brought to you by Ovaltine. Yeah, this this is how Woj is writing. He opened the door. A small face appeared. Hello, like that. We're talking about perfect millionaires, so oh seven feet God. tall millionaires. That's what we're talking about. Here. Soon, a Clippers staff member opened the door and looked up to see Capella, a formidable six foot ten <laughs> figure, standing in the doorway. He shoved a pointed finger uh, <laughs> in his nose. Here's the next paragraph. She shut the door in Capella's face. For Oof. a few moments, Capella stood there, unsure how to proceed. Before long, Capella walked back to the Rockets locker room, showered, and headed for the bus with the rest of the Rockets. <laughs> Chapter two. Chapter two. I, I'm, that's just not like uh, real life. Oh, writing. I was like, 
Have you ever interacted with people? Do you know how they interact? They don't leap to their feet. They're not, they slammed the door in his face. He didn't know what to do. The door was slammed in his face. What do you mean he didn't know what to do? And and then he has his tweet, Rockets players were clamoring for Blake Griffin to league sources said. <laughs> uh, he's He really is really laying it on thick. Really laying it on Bloodthirsty. Yes. Um, for Blake Griffin. Uh, and then the other person I want to bring up here, Ashley Brewer. Um, who I believe is still at ESPN. Ashley Brewer put on a master class of like um, gossip uh, reporting. <laughs> and I don't mean to single out Ashley Brewer. She's just got some really crystalline fine work here. She puts out a tweet, says, this is at 1.33 a.m. I just asked Chris Paul if things got chippy in the locker room. His response, I don't know. The next tweet, 140, James Harden, Trevor Reza, and Gerald Green tried to go after Austin Rivers. Apparently, Chris Paul stayed out of the scuffle. There's that's there's it's there's just enough vague reporting there. And that level of like vagueness is essential to let that hive mind run wild. And that's 100%. what happened. <laughs> that, yeah, you nailed it. And that led into a part I, I'm sure we'll get to, but these tweets and Ashley Brewer in particular were mentioned in my favorite part of this entire moment, which was the inside the NBA oh, wrap up. It's legendary. Let's move on to it. Let's go to the ear test. Trill brought up the inside the NBA guys. It's truly world-class stuff. Here they are. This is Roz Gold on Wude doing a post-game report. This is the end of it, and it leads back into the studio. Here we go. Let's listen to it together. We'll continue on across games. Roz Gold on Woody, thank you very much. I, I, they're not laughing at you. Uh, no, they're laughing I, at the incident. The, the whole incident. They don't believe oh, you play. guys. I played in the NBA for 16 years, and I've been on, the, on TV for 18 years. It's the first time I ever heard police presence. They got, wait, wait. They got a police presence? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, wait, come on, man. Numerous social media reports that, that LAPD was called. LAPD was called. <laughs> See these two, man. Come on, man. They know why they're laughing. Come on, man. Because they, they, they would. Oh, man. That is that is a forty-nine second <laughs> clip. That's so funny. I'm tearing up. And my favorite part about it is Shaq doesn't say a goddamn word for 49 seconds. He doesn't need to. <laughs> he doesn't need... What people don't realize about Shaq, Shaq is an elite kikier. Please, Shaq can, continue. Shaq can kiki with the... <laughs> like, when you... When Barkley gets going, he just needs somebody to just laugh. And just, <laughs> like, laugh it up. <laughs> That's where Shaq comes in. Shaq is the best kikier in the game. And... Since we on, also it's rare because the one thing we know about Shaq, Shaq, like you're not gonna get one over on Shaq. You're not gonna be make him the butt of the joke. He's gonna get the last laugh. So once Shaq realizes I need to go into Kiki mode, you know you got something special. You know you got something special. That is so funny. I. You said kikier, and I thought 
I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to act like I know. Like I had that split second where I was like, how do I play this? Let me give some context. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I literally was like, I'm just going to act like I know what he's saying because Drill's cool. I don't want to be the loser here. So I just went with it. But you explained that is so fun. That truly warms my heart. That is so much fun to think about. An elite kikir. That is so funny. Oh, my God. We should just stop the episode right here. That. That's why Shat, I mean, it's one of the many things Ugh. that makes this moment. Because in the clip, like in the very beginning, Ugh. I gotta get I gotta salute uh Roscoe. Yeah. Because again, you can hear the yes. kiki in, in the background <laughs> yes. as she's doing her report. Yes. But if I if I understand it correctly, she can't see them. Correct. So you're just like, oh my, like, did Some, I say something? Right. Yeah. Yes. What did I did I stumble over Ugh. a word? Are they laughing at me? So Kenny Smith was like, they're not laughing at you, which I'm glad he said, because I don't know what was going through her head. And then after that, that's when, I mean, Chuck was already queued up. I am so angry now. I saw that moment. I clipped it and then I did not upload it because in my head I was like, it's too difficult to explain what is going on, but you just nailed it. She is giving her report, and you can hear laughter in the background, but she has no idea why anyone's laughing. She's None. probably distracted. She's probably confused. She's probably thrown off, and it's Jack because it's irrepressible. He can't stop. <laughs> it's just so good. And then there's something I just also want to add to this moment being so good, obviously just carried by these inside guys, but something that's so helpful here is the – quality of Barkley's voice that sub that twang mm. that accent it's so good here when he says police presence it, it i mean it makes the scene it really does that and the lapd was called yes. and shack just throwing the paper <laughs> yes <laughs> once he throws the, that's when ernie and kenny if you look at ernie and kenny they're like where this train is gone like we're off the rails <laughs> so we're good. out of here uh, and then, and, and also, that's just a 49 second clip. It doesn't end there. They keep going. Let's listen. Hey, hey, Chuck. Hey, I don't Hello, know what this is. I don't know why. Hello, police. Chris Paul trying to beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> this is, hey, this is Blake Griffin. Chris Paul trying to get in the locker room. Get down here and save me. Wait. More elite Kiki and Bashe. I also want to say. That is two guys, and I, you know, I very fondly remember this moment, but couldn't remember who is the first one to fake the phone call. It's Shaq. And what I love about that is that's like real comedy work. He's they're like yep. improving. They're that, like yeah. doing a scene together, and Shaq <laughs> like enters that concept into the fray of that show, and then they both start running with it and trading jokes. It's immediately. Barkley picks up on it. No, it is Shaq. Shaq is perfect. Like the thing about Inside the NBA, it's been on for thirty something years. Yes. It's had like Ernie's not the only host they've had. They That's had right. different analysts. All this. Why I think this holds up ultimately is because Inside the NBA is going to go as long as the NBA goes. Right. Right. Like, how long is Saturday Night Live gonna go until they decide they don't want to go no more? That's right. How long do Simpsons or any of these shows that you go into, you don't want to go anymore. Mm-hmm. I think this is a signature moment I from can, a signature show. I completely agree. 
It's so good. And, and you're and you compare it to SNL. We mentioned SNL previously. Tim Kiley, the showrunner of Inside, has mm. spoken about how SNL and and Lauren has massively influenced him. They made it's not just a show; it's an institution, and you know yeah. it's there, and you can't wait to watch. And yes, people change, and Weber was there, and this guy might drop in, and sometimes it's left go, et cetera, et cetera. But there's just something about that show. It man, it just matters. It just there's the, it's them so casually and so freely breaking every rule of television. I'm not supposed to be talking when you're talking. This guy is trying to throw to the next segment, but I don't care. I'm just going to keep going. And it's like on full display here as these guys are making these jokes. There's like no rules. They're all talking. Well, and to what uh, yeah, TK, right? Yes. To what he said, like that's where you find the gold sometimes. Like Absolutely. if you were... If you told Ernie to cut it off immediately, mm-hmm. like, hey, hey, hey we, mm-hmm. we have the news, we have a story to report, we got to follow up with Roscoe, we have kick it to the next game, right. X, Y, Z. But to just know, like a good, uh, somebody calling a game, like sometimes, just let it breathe. That's right. Let Shaq go, let Chuck go. And I'm so glad they did. I couldn't agree more. It's, it, it, that requires a real leader, someone to have the guts to go, wait a second, stay out of the way and they're man, they're so good. The next credential, you mad? Rob, play my camera on clip here. You mad? You mad? You mad? Thank you so much. And was anybody mad at this moment? Yes, absolutely. Everybody was mad. Uh, that's one of the brilliant things about this. The the Clint Capella uh, diversion at the front door, door getting slammed on him. I that's my favorite like hang dog, like sad puppy uh, moment. I, I have to presume that Clint Capella was a little bit angry there. The thing I do want to submit to you, Sir Trill, uh, another report from ESPN. The Houston Rockets are shocked and disappointed that Blake Griffin and Austin Rivers avoided any disciplinary action as a result of the events during and after the Clippers' contentious win Monday night. According to Rocket sources, Rivers continued the profane trash talk after the game, yelling loudly enough in the Clippers locker room for a reason to hear him from the hallway. I forget that Doc Rivers was the coach of that Clippers team. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is more about me or more about my relationship with my father. I would never want my dad to be my NBA coach. That sounds like hell. No, I would not want that. I mean, why? Nah. can you imagine your... You're wealthy and famous, and you're traveling the country to play basketball, and your goddamn father is is there literally everywhere? That's insane. I feel like this is the underreported part of LeBron wants to play with Bron. Yes, me. yes. Does Bron E want to play with LeBron? A fine question. A fine question. I feel like we're going to get the answer in like 25 years or something. He's going to do some <laughs> sit-down expose and be like, yeah, man, he was all over my ass about wanting to play. And Yeah, I never wanted this. Never, uh, I never wanted this for myself. Yeah, I, let's hope he, his career doesn't go belly up or something because then it's, my God, he's going to have to answer those questions the rest of his life. Mm. And I, I think you're, you're, I'm sort of now realizing you're exactly right uh, regarding Austin Rivers. It's, I came into this going, why does Austin Rivers talk so much shit? And why is he yelling? And people are hearing him in the hallway. And now, and now I, you're right. It is, it's the, it's Doc Rivers being your dad and being the kid of the successful dude. And then your dad's with you all the time. Like, of course you you're fucking pissed off. You got a little chip on your shoulder. And on the flip side, if you're Doc Rivers, that's why it's like, 
I mean, he was just yelling. Like your kid was just, he wasn't even, even playing the game. He's just yelling. <laughs> but Doc is like, that, that's just Austin. He's used, that both sides are used to it. Right. The next credential is the test of time. This is when we compare this moment against other moments like it in history's past. This essentially kind of sort of becomes the debate on the best nights on NBA Twitter, which you guys at the True Wither Show have done with your patented tears. Do you remember where you had this event? Do you remember how you broke down those tears? Oh, man, we did do a it was an NBA Twitter like adjacent moments uh, tier. If it wasn't S which is the highest yeah. it was a which is next i think it was the highest tier your s tier moments temecula world class it's in the first bell hall of fame already snotty came on the show it's a le- it's legendary maybe the to me to me the finest nba twitter moment of all time christmas day fucking christmas day that's what adds into it yes the christmas the kobe the travel the <laughs> like it put temecula on the board. yes and and the word Temecula, which we've said on the show, but the word Temecula just like colors that whole thing. All you have to do is say Temecula, and lots of people know what the hell you're talking about. That's yep, it couldn't have been Sacramento. Yes. It couldn't have been like to make it works too perfectly. Too perfectly, <laughs> perfectly said. The other one you have a 2016 uh, Finals Game Seven, great moment. Hmm. You added a police presence tier above (laughs) (laughs) it needed its own tier. it really did it needs its own tier so that becomes the question do you believe and listen i'm not saying these all can't make the first bell hall of fame but as we're just making this decision this very important this very heavy decision for the rest of posterity for the rest of time perhaps first bell hall of fame will live forever we have to decide how many of these twittery type moments are we going to put into the hall of fame we have to decide that. And if we know that Temecula is in the ballpark, is, is Temecula better than 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 this secret tunnel? What about DeAndre uh, Jordan's free agency, the hostage situation with the mm-hmm. with the with the uh, uh, emojis? The and yeah. The, uh, yeah. Do you, do you neither of those two Temecula DeAndre uh, Jordan free agency? Neither of those. You fe- do you feel like either is better or as good as the secret tunnel? I the moment as the whole. I think like the inside the NBA gave mm-hmm. new life mm-hmm. to the social. Like it's like the jokes were getting in, and then they saw the jokes. <laughs> yeah. Then we were just laughing at their yeah. jokes. So I would put it, I, I can't put it past Temecula. I would put it past the DeAndre Jordan emojis. I really, you're you're absolutely yeah. right. It because the DeAndre Jordan thing was basically an online thing because it was summer. It was free agency. So we got all of the Twitter jokes, but you're right. This secret tunnel had the additive inside. That's a great differentiator. Like I think it get like second life, new yes. wind, and I, I, it's like I think every all the meat was eaten off the bone in yeah. terms of jokes because <laughs> yeah. it was that kind of a moment. Oh man, that's so good. Uh, you also in that tier. Well, and again, we'll post this episode in our socials. You had the J.R. Smith tier, which was both throwing soup and forgetting the, <laughs> forgetting the score. Both fantastic. If you're not listening to the True Weather Show, if you're not watching the show on YouTube, my God, what are you, what are you doing, you fucking moron? Uh, the next, <laughs> I appreciate you. The next credential, Twitter fingers. Any great tweets from this moment? Of course there were. I mean, we've already heard all of the Ashley Brewer, Woj tweets. Fantastic. Blake Griffin, after the game, tweeted the Joker gif of him walking away from the Joker, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker walking away from the hospital. Fantastic. Pat Bev tweeted, it's a different culture in L.A. No more soft shit here. (laughs) Okay, Pat. (laughs) 
over this corny like little thing, whatever. The Jazz tweeted Vivint Arena asking, do we have tunnels? Which fantastic. Uh, one syllable Kobe at Bobby Flabin tweeted, Ryan Anderson definitely sitting on the plane wondering where his teammates are. <laughs> Ryan Anderson, naming dudes. Yes. I like going to that next tier of guys, Ryan Anderson. Uh, Jason Gallagher, uh, now with um, uh, JJ Reddick's company, uh, formerly of the Ringer, uh, he tweeted, I have an idea if the Clippers are trying to keep opponents out of their locker room. And then he posted the picture that Blake Griffin posted of the chair propped up against the door from the DeAndre Jordan free agency thing. I realize now that explaining a tweet on a podcast is a terrible idea. <laughs> Let's just keep moving. But here. the but the people know what you're talking they, about. They know. I appreciate that. Uh, the, another here's an, the uh, the last tweet I want to read from uh, Sirat Sohi uh, at Damian Trillard. Congratulations to Chris Paul on actually leading a team somewhere. Yikes. That's unbecoming. (laughs) Unbecoming. Accurate. Accurate. Unbecoming. Unbecoming. Uh, X Factor. Everybody knows what an X Factor is. Is there an X Factor to you in this moment? Is there something, Trill, that makes this moment extra special? Gives a little added spice. I, I think with all the great moments on Inside the NBA, a lot if you weren't watching at the time i don't know how like particularly like shareable or rewatchable they are Mm -hmm. it really is like a hey turnover two inside the nba i think this withstands that i totally i can share and rewatch this now it's like the whole clip from where rosgo comes in to where (laughs) the end which is ernie having to get the train back on track because he had to show the Black History Month Kyrie Irving shoe. <laughs> yes. But Shaq and Chuck are still laughing very loud. La- they didn't get the memo at all. Yes. So all that's less than five minutes. Yes. So I think that like perfect shareability, clipability. Really good. I think that's the X factor. It also like gave some life to a regular season that it's all the complaints. It's too long. Who cares about these games? This was a January game number 40, whatever, <laughs> that lives forever, forever because of this moment. Great point. Because of this moment. Great point. That stands forever. This is a late January game, like in the early 40s, that will live forever because of this moment. I love that idea. Oh, that's so good. And you're right. And that's one of my X factors. This was on MLK Day. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's why they had the shoes. Yeah. yeah that's um, right. <laughs> Martin Luther King loved Kyrie Irving's shoes. <laughs> I forgot all it was. Yep. I forgot that part of it. And I couldn't really tell where the genesis of the secret tunnel came from. But those words together, secret and tunnel, people using those and that becoming the verbiage, very important to this moment. Lots of fun, lots of mystery. It made everybody's mind and imagination just start running. And that is so additive and so helpful to this moment. The idea of a secret tunnel. I don't know who entered that, but man, they nailed it when they did. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I, it may have been Woj because Woj put a, it said like backstory or backdoor right. something. Yes. And he later was like, yeah, I probably should use a different word. Right. But I think from that, People turn that to tunnel. And once you hear tunnel in an NBA arena, yeah. 
you're like, oh, okay, well, like, like Trojan horse? Yes. Did they come in from the roof? Did mm-hmm. they? It just lets your mind run wild, which is the worst thing for Twitter to, to have time to let your mind run wild. Someone posted that um, they did a Photoshop of that John McClane, Bruce Willis in the in the air ducts, <laughs> but they put Chris Ball's head on it. Like it's just that all the verbiage led to an image like that, and it does make you go, "What does this tunnel look like? Where were they? How did it work? Whose idea was it?" Like it just enters so much that lets us just have fun with this moment. It's it's really good. All right, uh, the next credential: burning questions. I'm also going to make this a burning question slash devil's advocate. Here's my question to you, Trill. Your answer to this question could decide whether this thing goes into the first Bell Hall of Fame. Did anything actually happen in this moment? Let, let's let's pin for a second inside the NBA, which you're right. There's almost certainly an episode in the in the future of this show where we debate just the best moments from inside the NBA and put one of them or more of them into the first Bell Hall of Fame. That episode is almost certainly coming. So on the strength of that alone, but let's Pin Shaq and Chuck for a moment, and Ernie and Kenny. Pin them for a moment. Did anything actually happen that's funny enough or entertaining enough to make it into the first Bell Hall of Fame? I would say yes, because this started, I almost, maybe it continued a trend of just Chris Paul kind of right. getting leaving a team on bad terms. Right. right. You know what I mean? And Houston, it was all good till it wasn't. Mm-hmm. That was what, one season? Two? Mm-hmm. I think it was two. Then it wasn't. Then he kind of bounced around. And at this point, it was still, you know, well, he just left Lob City, Chris Paul. He can still, you know, be that guy, get you there. And now it's like, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> It really, it, I had forgotten that this was Chris Paul's first game back to Staples after leaving the Clippers to go to the Rockets. I kind of, I guess if you had said to me, how did Lob City break up? I would have been like, well, Chris Paul went to the Rockets and Blake Griffin got sent to the Pistons. I guess I would have just lumped it all together. Like they broke it down, tore the whole thing down in one fell swoop, but they didn't. Paul goes to the Rockets, negotiates himself over there, and then this was the first game back. There is a lot of and the Rockets were cooking. Yeah, the Rockets. So it's like Chris Paul comes back, he's cooking. They're out first place. Clippers are five hundred. And that Blake Griffin, that Blake Griffin uh, throwing the ball at uh, Eric Gordon. If you haven't seen it, if you don't remember that, because again, you probably just remember the Shaq Chuck thing. Uh, Him, he just absolutely screams a ball basically at Eric Gordon's head. And then Eric Gordon does this very slow, like almost comedic turn where he's like, looks back over his shoulder at Blake Griffin, clearly mad. It's, it's just a like, really man. Like really, <laughs> <Yes>. really. <laughs> uh, and, uh, PJ uh, Tucker's like biting his tongue. It's, it's a lot of fun. That moment. It's really great. <laughs> uh, Trill. I see the clock is winding down on us. It's almost time for America's favorite podcast segment. It's called more important. I have a question for you, though, first. Trill, you're known for being funny. You're known for making comedy out of anything. But in essence, by discussing this moment, aren't we making light of the threat of black-on-black violence here? Isn't this something we shouldn't be joking about? Or is it? Oh, Trill, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Trill. We don't have time for that because it's time for something more important Drill. The sure. music's playing. Yeah. There's a timer clicking down. We got it. We got to go fast. 
I need your answer to these questions. Your answers to these questions, well, they'll define who you are as a man on this planet. Your answer to these questions all way more important than any of the bullshit you were about to say. Uh, Trill, you had McDonald's winning the uh, your tier, but you preferred Long John Silver's out of the first round. So what is your favorite fast food chain of all time? One? I will go... Give me Wendy's. Oh, I love it. Here we go. Give me Wendy's because they had a run back that were like the uh, the the big ass yellow biggie lemonade yes. and everything. Um, it was real real food. The fashion was better back. Like the the, the aesthetics of it was better back yes. then. Yes. But give me give me Wendy's. I, I love good with I that. love the idea of, of yellow Wendy's. Yeah, like, but you knew exactly what oh, I was talking about. Like, if I, if I said yellow Wendy's, there are people listening. Like, yep, I remember yellow Wendy's. Delicious. <laughs> Big cup, yellow Wendy's. Yeah. Ink lemonade. We got to keep moving here, uh, Trell. Name an NBA Twitter personality that you are sure you could beat up in a fight. Coley Mick. <laughs> Let's go, Coley. Coley Mick, what question? The, the shame of taking shots at the family. Dunks or passes, Trill? Dunks. Do you have a favorite dunk of all time? I man, I don't know if this is like a, a digging in the crates um, <laughs> cut. Some time ago, if you remember a gentleman named Stromile. Oh my God! I, I hold on. I want you to hold on. You've not even answered this. I won't let you answer this. I think I know what you're going to say. I want you to know I have been trying for months to get Stromile Swift on this show because Stromile Swift has one of my favorite dunks of all time. Now give me your answer. Go ahead. Tyrus Thomas? Yes! <laughs> that two-hand <laughs> punch! The... <laughs> I think about the... Yes! Like, it's a, it, I mean, it's not even a joke. It's a fact. Like, guys just dunking on the overhead like door yes. over any yes. door you walk in. Yes. When I dunk... I do the yes. Strobile Swift on Tyrus. He catches, he pumps fake, yes. and Tyrus Thomas doesn't go for oh it. Oh, my God. He slow drags it, pulls it through, takes maybe two steps, gathers, and two-hand dunk. Oh and it, it, sound, it sounds like gunfire. It, it, yes. Him hitting the rim sounds like gunfire. Ugh. And it's it's one of those, like, so random, so sudden. Ugh. Even the announcers are just like, oh, my like that is the exact dunk I want Stromal Swift on this show to talk about. That your it's the sound. It is the I submit the it is sound. the best sounding dunk I've ever heard. I agree. I, it's one of those I don't remember another dunks. Of course, there've been bigger dunks, two hands, posterized, all that. I don't remember another dunk that sounded I, like that one. I I couldn't agree more. And I don't know what it was. And my wife is like real witchy my wife like imagines things and like listen to the universe all that stuff she and she's opening my mind to it i want you guys to know all the dudes at home and i want you guys to know i'm super manly but my wife is like getting to me with this stuff i was looking at you as you as i said what's your favorite dunk and i li- i swear to christ it's why i was so quick to jump in i was like i think he's gonna say the stromont swift dunk it's one of those i love it like i Stromile Swift had a career. I don't remember other Stromile Swift dunks. Like that's the that's the that's, moment I have in my head oh my for God. him. Just a violent, dunk. <laughs> violent two hand, just an absolute smash. Fantastic. Oh, that was so much fun. Uh, what is the best sports branding? So we're talking team name, jerseys, colors, logo. What's the best sports branding? There is a right answer. 
San Francisco 49ers. It's so it's okay. That's not the right answer, but I want to say <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> yeah, like the 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 SF, like they have a variety mm-hmm. of logos, the colors, the colors, the, yeah, the jerseys. Yeah, uh, so that that's my 49. What's the correct answer? The, well, I just to, I want to support you for a second before I tell you you're wrong. Do okay. you remember those Deion Your Sanders? Your wife is good to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those Deion Sanders Niners throwbacks where it was like red with the black drop shot? I mean, those were good too. Beautiful. They're beautiful. And then there's a picture that I saw on Tumblr once. I, it's one of those like rare things that I save to my computer. And then as I've gotten new computers, it, the picture just keeps going to the new computer. <laughs> it's a woman wearing a Niners uh starter jacket and it's snowing and it's just it's gold and it's uh, that shiny starter satin it just looks so good that i saved it and it like goes with me to do computers it's just absurd anyways it's a great answer i want you to know it's a great answer the answer is the that like um late 80s early 90s uh miami dolphins with the with the (laughs) Right, Duper Clayton. Green, yeah. yeah, yeah. The colors. The dolphin so, wearing the helmet. Yes. On yeah, now nah, that was real ball. It's just so good. He's like the he's like almost uh, erect. He's like almost upright in the sun. <laughs> he's wearing a helmet. I and the, the, even that they're called the Dolphins. That's the Forty Nine is a good name too. Anyways, it's a great answer. You just you're wrong though. No. Uh, sure. Do you are you a wrestling guy, Trill? Do you like professional wrestling at all? You know, growing up, I did it. That's enough. That's enough for me to ask. I was gonna say yeah. So I, it's one of those like if I say yes, I don't know the current no, no, stuff, no. but but there's a time. Same when with I, me. I, exact yeah. same with me. What is yeah. the best finishing move of all time? I don't. I'm trying to think in terms of like potent, how cool it looked. I will go with the one I would least like to happen okay, to me. Yes, <laughs> right. Um, choke slam. You're right. It's a great. It's one. basic. But it's just one like I somebody step on your shoe <laughs> out at a restaurant. Y'all get into it, and he just gives you that, yeah. or th- they just give you that, right? And you just go up, and the everybody in the bar can see the bottom of your shoes. <laughs> they should never be able to see the bottom of your shoes because you just get choke slam through a table. So I will. <laughs> I'll go choke slam. That's boring. Uh, a great answer. It's I'll go choke slam. A great answer. It's raw power. It's uh, you're grabbing someone by the throat. There's like a just there's a helplessness. Yeah. There's an immediate level of disrespect by just grabbing someone's throat. It's really a great answer. <laughs> Fantastic. You were great. I'm more important. That was so great. Uh, the next credential, the cosine trill. The floor is yours. The mic is yours. Does this moment? Does the clipper? Rocket, secret tunnel, non-fight, confrontation. Does it belong in the first belt hall of fame and why? Yes, it does. Because this is a moment at the time, in the moment. This is not hindsight being 2020. As we were all watching this, and particularly as the inside the NBA clip fed it and fed back into it, it was like seeing somebody that had 41 points in the second yeah. quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you knew right then and that, like, this, right. we are watching something right. special. Ugh. This was not the, oh, he scored Oof. 12 points a quarter. And at the end, right. yeah, 48 points. This right. is, no, he's, yeah. Clay Thompson has 35 <laughs> points. It's still the first quarter. You need to be watching this. Yes. Right now. Ugh. And even with that, it still holds up. What, five, yes. six, yeah, five years later. It still holds up. 
as you played the clip. I watched it prepping for this. Yes. Watched it or listened to it as you play, and I'll still <laughs> laugh like I've never yeah. heard it before. Oh, so good. Like I've never heard it before. And the last thing I, I think, like the stars have to align mm-hmm. for something to be first ballot. Like things get in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but everything's not first ballot, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. Everything could have been the exact same for this game. What if it was on ESPN? Ugh. You see what uh, I'm saying? What a great point. The stars have to align for first ballot. If this was on it, we just get, what? it would have been Ugh. two minutes, Stephen A. Smith and Michael Wilbon yelling at DeAndre Jordan for not oh demanding the ball God. in the post. And then we're, this moment's lost in history. You're exactly mm-hmm. right. The stars have to align. That the has stars n- aligned here. That has never been said before on this show. And you are, that absolutely floors me. You are exactly right. That happens on ESPN. And we just don't think about it the league same way. League pass. If that's just a league. Again, oh, the really Rockets good. were very good. The Clippers were mid. This mm-hmm. was not must-see outside of Chris Paul leaving. This was TNT for a moment. It wasn't... Again, with respect to ESPN's broadcast, same. I want to give respect to that. Same. But TNT was built yeah. for, for, for moments exactly like this. this. You're exactly for right. moments like yep. this. Yep. Ugh, so good. I think that makes it a first battle. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, it's time for the induction speech. I get to decide where this thing's going in. Listen, I'm going to immediately abdicate my responsibility. Who am I to step in front of Trill Withers and say that my... Listen, I've said it to every other guest I've ever had on. I've said that my, my opinion is more important. But in this situation, I can't. I can't step forward. I completely agree with everything you've said. And another thing that you said early on that was just a banger of a sentence. This is a late January game. 30 and 12, I think the Rockets were. 30 and 12, late January. The game will live forever. We'll forever remember this game and these moments because of what happened. Uh, and, and you're absolutely right. Uh, 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 the stars aligned. Fantastic moment. And I have so appreciated being a key keyer of yours for just an hour here on this show. Fantastic. Shaq, Charles, Kenny, Ernie, James Harden, Trevor Ariza, uh, 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 Blake Griffin, Austin Rivers, Austin Rivers, Doc Rivers. Congratulations! This moment, the secret tunnels in the first ballot hall of fame. May your plaque hang on the walls forever. That's the correct answer. That's the correct answer. So good. You were you were exquisite on this show. Thank you so much for doing it. No, Tr- this was a blast, man. Trill, how you. can people follow you, and and what what can you plug? Uh, on Twitter and on social media, Tyler, I am. Uh, and on YouTube, we got the True Withers show going. We're we're tearing, we're live watching stuff, we're dropping videos from Denver, one championship. Got a little bit of everything. So uh, check us out. You you might find something you like. This guy's on the rise. I promise you. Support this guy, Trill. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. That's it. That's the show. My thanks to Mr. Trill Withers himself, an absolute legend. He walks among us. I really appreciate you being on the show. I hope you'll come back soon. Credits. The show is produced by Ms. Jessica Sang. She's unstoppable. The show is edited by Mr. Rob Babarucci. The beats are made by my guy, Rhythm J. Follow him on social at Rhythm J. Jorge Narano plays the guitar on our more important theme. David Estramskis is our producer of Ball's Life. Happy to add him to the credits. My thanks to him as always. Check out all the other shows on the Ball's Life Podcast Network. Support these people and fellow people of color. We're all we got. Next week, another big show, another great moment, another guest. Rate and review us if you would. And please come back next week for more First Ballot. Ballot.